This episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up for Underdog Fantasy today with the promo code JNR or check out the podcast description for a direct link and they'll deposit match you up to $100. That's $100, up to $100 in free cash. Sign up today for your daily fantasy fix. You can do football, baseball, basketball, or hockey. It is the best and easiest way to get in on fantasy daily drafts. They're available all the time. Check it out on the app and use promo code JNR for a deposit match. Welcome back, everybody. This is John from the JNR Basketball Podcast. I am joined by Ronnie, and we are talking basketball. Ronnie, this was an exciting weekend of basketball. Did you uh, did you catch any games? Any games that jumped out at you as as awesome? Even if it was just the final score, did anything shock you? Yeah, I've been pretty busy this weekend, you know, trying to make that money, of course. But um, the biggest thing that jumped out at me was the Suns game, the first Suns game versus yeah. Blazers. That one just, uh, it kind of ate at me, you know, when we lost that game with because of a, a game-winning shot by the Blazers. But I didn't agree with the shot, you know. Do you, do you want to go in a, and explain what happened? Yeah, we're actually going to talk about that a little bit more at the okay. end. Is, is yeah. Really, in general, the NBA has changed the way they're calling traveling. Um, and it's impacted more than just the Suns game. It certainly had a big impact on the Suns game. But the Suns are 7-2. and two. The two games they've lost have both been to the Trailblazers. And both of them had some very exciting maybe controversial endings. I don't I don't really know if controversial is the right word for the first one. But yeah, the Suns are are for whatever reason the Trailblazers have their number. Um and this was a case where again, the Suns played the Trailblazers on back-to-back nights, one game in Portland, one game in Phoenix, and you're seeing more and more of that across the league. Uh what do you do you, do you like that? It's kind of like a playoff sort of feel because of that, but hmm. I I kind of like the variety during the regular season. What are what are your thoughts on that? I do like it. I like that they're calling traveling. I like that they're calling carrying too. Um, no, 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 no. We're, we're about the uh, the back to back stuff. Oh, so the back to back stuff. They, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So like Oklahoma City played, uh, I think the Wolves in back to back games, and you know you're you're just seeing a lot of teams playing each other back to back nights in different cities, almost like it's a postseason series. So I don't like that part. So it's it's kind of weird because. Um, I, I used to like it because they would go, they would switch cities, you know, they would fly back to the opposing right. team city. But when it's just a repeat game, I don't like it because, yeah, it is exactly what you said. It's kind of like a mini playoff, but I don't know. I just, I don't understand how that's supposed to be beneficial. I don't like it. What do you think, though? I don't, I don't care for it. And the reason I don't like it is because it just confuses me. Uh, I'll be looking up to see like on my DVR, Suns versus Portland. And I'll start, I'm like, wait, this isn't the game I wanted to watch. And it's, you know, they played Portland three times already this season. Yeah. And, you know, I get dates and days confused. So when they're back to back like that and it's not a postseason game, it's just kind of like, well, what the heck is going on? Yeah. Um, and then you look across the league, like I said, it's happening everywhere. It's not just that. So I, I like the idea when I saw it on the schedule. But thus far, the execution has kind of left me meh overall. Yeah. I like it for the players because it reduces travel. So that's good. So they get to hang out in a city for a couple of nights. So they don't have to, you know, tra- just travel so many miles and you're wasting gas and you're, you're kind of saving the environment by just staying put, right? You know, so that's kind of good. But the thing I, I don't like is, well, let's say if you get injured, like let's say with the, you know, there's that, a lot of big injuries going on right now. And then you have a back-to-back game against a team that has those those big injuries well that's i don't think that's fair because it could have been like spread apart where like maybe next month they have that player back and then you get to really see like how how they play against each other but now you're gonna like 
you're losing two games against that against that team. So I don't know. I I don't like that part about it. Yeah, I I totally agree. Uh, you know, the Blazers were missing Dame Lillard both of those games, so uh, it it impacts it. You you get a false sense of security. Hey, we beat him twice, or or we split the games, or whatever the case might be. But it's it's a totally different team when when he's on yeah. uh on the court. So today's episode, we're going to review week three in the basketball season. We're going to look at our picks. We're going to look at our fantasy picks. And uh, we're just going to talk basketball today. So let's first jump into news and notes. Not a lot of news per se, but a lot of injuries. Uh, we kind of hit up on that earlier. But yeah. let's first, let's just, let's address the elephant in the room. <laughs> and that is Kyrie Irving. I don't want to talk about him a lot because we've talked about him a lot, and I'm sure everywhere you're looking for basketball contact, they're talking about Kyrie Irving. But in case you haven't heard, Kyrie Irving has been suspended by the Nets, conduct, conduct detrimental to the team. We all figured it was going to happen sooner or later. He just refuses to apologize for saying the things that he said. Uh, as of right now, there's six things he has to do before he can return to the team. He has to apologize and condemn the movie that he he was talking about. He has to donate half a million dollars to anti-hate causes, attend sensitivity training, <laughs> attend anti-Semitic training, meet with the uh, ADL Jewish leaders, and meet with the team owner to demonstrate that he understands why what he did was was wrong. So it really is like Man. something you would set up for like a first grader <laughs> yeah. other than the half a million dollars, right? But you know, when you get in trouble at work, you attend sensitivity training and that's that's literally what he's going through. So it's like he's on a performance improvement plan uh for being yeah. a professional athlete. But I I don't have anything else to say. I don't I mean he's gonna do this because he wants the money. I don't I don't know if any of it will be genuine. It'll just be him going through the motions, but um, anything you want to add to Kyrie? No, you called it. I mean, at the beginning, like we were talking about this so long ago when you were like, I don't like Kyrie and I don't think he's good for the team. And I'm, you, he's like, a. what, what, what did you he's say? He's just a he, mainstay on turd of the week, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were saying something back in the day when he's, he's just like, he's not good for the team. You know, he's, you know, he's going to screw up the team with his yeah. unpredictability, I guess, you know, it's kind of like how you said it, but I forget what you actually called it, but. Yeah, and here it is. You know, we're only in week three, and he's just destroying this Nets team. He's suspended five games now, and he's just ah. Oh. So, I just I don't want to talk about it anymore. You heard enough of it. You you should you know let's let's get our podcast away from him and get more uh, yeah. like some on a different track. <laughs> so the Brooklyn Nets, uh, our our sons. Kyrie and Ben Simmons is injured. One of the many injuries uh, going across the NBA, but. They're, they're winning games. They won yesterday against a Hornets team. They beat a Wizards team the night before. So Kevin Durant, this is really where I think he can set himself apart and make this his team. Mm -hmm. um, we'll see what they do at the trade deadline. I heard rumors that they might try to move Ben Simmons. They, I don't think anyone's going to take Kyrie. But, you know, Kevin Durant is still a really good basketball player. Uh, they've won three of their last four. Like I said, Kyrie was suspended for those those last two that they won. Again, the Wizards and the Hornets are not top notch competition, but a win is a win. You'll you'll take what you can get in this league, and uh, yeah, they're they're winning games. Yeah, how interesting is it that you know they got rid of Steve Nash and then they suspend Kyrie Irving, so that you get rid of like two key things on the, in this team, but right. then the wins start coming in finally. You know after. I think they started what like six and one or or maybe at least five and one for their first games, and now they they won their last two in a row, and yeah, it's just kind of interesting how that works out. You know, I don't know if 
if Durant's motivated or, you know, Simmons, he hasn't even been playing. He's been out too. So it's all Durant. Yeah, he's been out. But yeah, it's just like you get, you get rid of this, this ball and chain, I guess you'd say, you know, just this, <laughs> this crap that <laughs> Dead you, this dra- yeah, yeah. This, that's dragging behind you. And then all of a sudden you're just, the team feels free and they feel good and they don't have that, all that crap going on and they, they start playing good without them. So kind of interesting. Uh, let's talk about injuries because we mentioned Ben Simmons is injured, but there there was a lot of injuries that happened this weekend. You know, James Harden went down. He's going to miss, I think it said four to six weeks, six to eight weeks. I don't, yeah. I don't remember exactly, but he's going to miss a month at least. Uh, Joel Embiid has been injured. I'm sorry. He hasn't been injured. He's been sick. I don't, it's a non COVID, but it's caused him to miss three games and he's still considered day to day. Uh, Pascal Siakam, <laughs> you know, I tried so freaking hard <laughs> to get it. I thought you were going to get pa- it. Siakam. I thought I was too. I was, I, Siakam, Pascal Siakam, uh, in that game against the Mavericks, he kind of like slipped on the court. It looked like a groin injury, yeah. but they, they're they saying he's going to be out for a couple of weeks now. Is it Chris two weeks? Duarte, Man, this stinks. Is it two weeks? I don't, no, I, I don't know. I just well, you saw said multiple couple of weeks, weeks so, is what yeah. it said. Yeah. That sucks. Uh, Chris Duarte of the Pacers has an ankle injury. He's going to be out. Al Horford, TJ Warren, Ben Simmons, Gordon Hayward, all of these guys have missed games. Uh, Cam Johnson of the Phoenix Suns, he's gonna, he's done for the year. He's gonna have surgery for on the his year? meniscus, I believe. Yeah, I, I oh. read he's done for the year. And if he's having meniscus surgery, yeah, he's done for the year. Um, which is just, you know, that's, he was, this was supposed to be his breakout year. He's supposed to be a starter. Yeah. He's done for the year. Damian Lillard has missed games because of an injury. Um, just a lot. This is not an exhaustive list. When you look through the list of people that are injured, there's just a ton of people on there. There's probably people that have been injured today that we haven't gotten the full full update on. So yeah, right. a lot of injuries going on. Um, you know, Trey Young is wearing goggles because of an eye injury. It's just, it's just crazy. Is it is it always like this, or does it just maybe because I'm paying more attention? Are there right. always this many injuries in the NBA? I don't, I don't, I don't feel like there is. I mean, these are yeah. big players that we're talking about. You know. And- yeah, because now we're playing fantasy basketball for our first time. It, it does bring out the injuries, I guess, but there are a lot of them. And yeah, these season-ending injuries yeah. suck, too. I wonder how uh, Jay Crowder feels about that Cam Johnson injury, too, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, you never root for anyone to get injured unless yeah, you're just no. a psychopath. But um, yeah, I, I mean, he's still not with the team. So, right. you know, DeAndre Ayton's still injured, I believe, right? He's he's still out for a couple of weeks. I didn't see that last game, so I'm not sure if I actually okay. I think he came back. Oh, okay. Well, shoot. Look up uh look up your fantasy team's injury <laughs> updates. This is not an exhaustive list. There's so many players on it, so to be sure, make sure you're you're keeping up with that daily because it changes. You know, there'll be players that are a game time decision, and all of a sudden they're out like ten minutes before tip off and you're scrambling to try to put somebody else in there. Yeah. Uh, that happened to me this week. A real pain in the butt. But uh, Me too. injuries, man, they're kicking kicking everybody's butt this year. Aiton did so come back. So make sure you stay up. The- okay. Maybe you good, missed good, him good. because he only scored seven points and six rebounds. He, wah, yeah, he wah. only played 15 minutes. Yeah. So they, they played him okay. on shorter Easing minutes. Easing him back. Easing him back. Well, that was actually – was it the second Portland game? Let me look at the other Portland game. Let's see. The second Portland game was a bit of a blowout. So yeah. wouldn't be shocking. So yeah, they're going to sit their starters. Uh, oh, yeah, he did yeah, come back the game before that game. too. Yep. But that game he okay, played 29 great. minutes. Scored 24 points and 8 rebounds. Interesting. So, looking at the scoreboard this weekend, there was some some interesting, interesting, maybe not that word, uh, interesting games that kind of took me by surprise. I, I, I watched a lot of basketball this weekend. Um, one of the games that I, I think I texted you as it was going on, but it was one of the, the, 
best endings I've seen in basketball. That was the Magic and the Kings. De'Aaron Fox hit a half short, half court shot as time expired. Oh, cool! To to win it in overtime, it was on its way to double overtime. The Magic were trailing by six with just like a minute left, and they didn't they didn't shoot the threes. They just drove to the basket, got the two points, didn't foul, played good defense. They tied it up with like four seconds left. It was incredible to see them come back, close the gap, tie it up, and what what I thought was going to be a second overtime. Nope, De'Aaron Fox nails a half-court shot and ends the game. It was epic. I was outside barbecuing, and I just like screamed, like, oh, my God. <laughs> so my cool. wife came out. And she's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah. <laughs> De'Aaron Fox just hit a shot. And she's like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was a really, really fun game to watch. And those two teams, man, oh, man, they got those young guys – they're 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 gonna be good if those guys can stay healthy. Both of these teams are gonna be good. We saw the magic, right? We saw the magic give uh, what was it, Golden State defeat the Golden State Warriors in that game. Right. I think that was an overtime game as well. Golden State's so, been losing to everybody recently too. It's been yeah. very good for them. Oh yeah. So let's let's jump to turn of the week because you mentioned <laughs> Golden State Warriors. Okay. There's a lot of contenders here. Like we said, Kyrie's a mainstay on the list. We're, we're throwing them out. We're, we're gonna focus on basketball related stuff. The Warriors were heavily considered. They are three and five, I want to say. Yeah. Three and seven. Oof, they're even worse than I thought. <laughs> right. They they have they are on a losing streak and a, a pretty epic losing streak, actually. Uh the last game that they won was against the Bulls on October twenty seventh. Uh then they have went on to lose to the Hornets, the Pistons, to the Heat, to the Magic, to the Pelicans. It's been rough. They got blown out against the Suns before then, uh, a close game against the Kings before then. What is wrong with the Warriors is is a good question, but yeah. they were they were considered my turn of the week pick. Now, a game against the Pelicans and this was your game of the week, the Warriors and the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Um they sat everybody. So it was <laughs> it's kind of a disappointing game of the week, you know, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, all of them sat out that game. And this final score was 114-105. It wasn't actually that close. It, the score makes it look closer than it was. But It's weird that they, they sat they, them when you're playing against Zion and Brandon Ingram coming back from injury, too. I wonder why they chose to well, sit them. It was it was the second game of a back-to-back against a warrior, uh, against the Magic that really was rough. It was a rough game. They, they, they went all out. So in that Magic game, they had the lead. They had the lead at multiple points in this game, a fairly big lead, if I recall correctly, mm-hmm. and the Magic came back and won it. So that's got to be disheartening. They, yeah. they come back into the game, they lose, and now you have to go against the Pelicans, which are uh, at full health. I think Brandon Ingram and Zion were both back in that game. And you know what? Take the night off. Let's let's try to get our head on straight. Let's come back. We're going to go back home. We're going to play the Kings. They have two games at home coming up. I think it was a a load management sort of situation and as well as a mental health management situation for the Warriors. But they are not my turn of the week. My turn of the week is the Los Angeles Lakers. This team is a team we both talked about as they're going to make the playoffs this year. They missed the playoffs last year. They're going to be better. They're going to be healthy, yada, yada, yada. They have looked far from a playoff team this year. You know, they got their first win a week ago. Actually, as we were on the recording this podcast, they beat the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Then they win a second game against the Pelicans, and you're like, "Hey, you know, they put together two wins." Yeah. And then they just lay an egg against the Jazz. I don't. I know you didn't watch a whole lot of basketball this weekend. I watched this game on Friday. 
they gave up 75 first half points to the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz that we thought were not going to be as good because they traded away their two key players. But man, oh man, they look like superstars against this Lakers defense. It was 75 to 60 at halftime. Uh, the final score ends up being 131-16. It was, it was a rough beatdown for this team and they just look frustrated and angry and just, they're not gelling at all. You know, Russell Westbrook coming off the bench actually looks pretty good. He's hitting some threes now. He's, he looks like the old Russ, not the, not the real old Russ <laughs> that was, you know, beating everybody, but he looks a lot more confident. He looks, you know, he has that, that swagger, that sass that he has when he plays right. the game. He has that coming off the bench. Uh, and I love it. I, he, he, but, but then uh, he, good to get, but then he goes against the Jazz again, and then he loses it all, and then Cavaliers again, he loses it all. So what? What happened? Well, no, he doesn't. Where, I mean, okay, okay, okay. Where did he okay, gain okay, it? Okay, he gained okay. it back like in the with the Nuggets and the Pelicans, looking all good. But then against the Jazz and Cavaliers, he no, loses it. He put up twenty six points against the Nuggets. He was the oh, okay. lead, I'm sorry against against the Jazz. He was the so leading scorer still. coming off the bench. He is the only player that scored. Let's see, Anthony Davis had twenty two. He had twenty six against the Jazz. Yeah. It's it's a team it's a team game right yeah. obviously because they're losing by a team against the um, the Cavaliers he was the second leading scorer on the Lakers he had nineteen to LeBron's twenty seven how how rough is it for LeBron to lose to the Cavs you know, <laughs> know he wanted to win this game yeah and you know, the final score was one fourteen one ten uh, I'm sorry one fourteen a hundred it wasn't even that close they. They wave the white flag with like four and a half minutes to go and send in like, you know, send in the clowns. They sent in the second string. All of a sudden, the second string closed it to within nine. Yeah. It suddenly became a game again. And then, you know, you know, they're the second string. I can see that classic uh, and, LeBron and look that, that he gives, you know, he's frustrated that the little eye roll and he starts chewing yeah. at his mouthpiece. You know, he's yeah, just yeah. like, <laughs> So he lost to the Cavaliers. This is the first time he's lost to the Cavaliers as a Laker. Um, you know, he wanted to win that game. Yeah. I, I, he scored 27 points. It was a good game for him. But overall, man, they are my turn of the week. They are not gelling. They are struggling to win what I would say are winnable games. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at their roster, right? The Nuggets, I'm actually kind of surprised they won that game. But the Pelicans is a winnable game. The Jazz, they should be beating the Jazz. Uh, they lost to the Kings huge earlier in the season. Why do you think they... the Pelicans is a winnable game? <laughs> I didn't think that was. I thought the Pelicans were going to destroy the Lakers, honestly. I know I, I had picked that the, yeah, for the game I, of the week, I, but still. Fairly confident the uh, Zion was out this game. Let's see, November 2nd. He came back for the Warriors game, which was November 4th. Yeah, so Zion was out on this game against the Lakers. I'm almost positive. Oh, I'm a liar. He played. <laughs> um Brandon Ingram was out against this game against the Lakers. Yeah, and my so, my bad too. I I said I picked it as my game of the week, but no, I I picked the other one, the Pelicans versus Warriors. I knew it was Pelicans and somebody, but Warriors, yeah. yeah. But still, no, so, like, so Brandon yeah, Ingram was I, I don't that think game. it's a winnable game. So that, but they did win it's that a, one. But still, yeah. it's a winnable game if you you know. I guess let me uh, the expectations that I had, and I think that you had, was this is a playoff team and. Yeah. It's a winnable game going against another playoff team, right? If you're considered a playoff team, really, you should be winning most of these games. Yeah. So the Warriors, the Lakers, they're really, really struggling. Um, the Clippers, I mean, is there a California team that's doing well? The, the the Kings are below 500. I don't know what the Clippers record is in front of me, but in general, I would say the Clippers are five and four. The Clippers are the only California team above 500. They're five and four. 
The rest of the California teams are struggling. And that was unexpected to me. Did you notice that in our, in the Pacific, you know how we have divisions in the NBA. Did you know this, that the Pacific division? Yeah, I know. I don't mean either, but did you know that (laughs) it's the Suns in that division and then all the other California teams are in there too? Clippers, Kings, Warriors, Lakers. And the Suns are beating all of them too. So we're, we're leading in that division. I always thought that was interesting. The Blazers aren't in the Pacific division? No, I said Clippers, Kings, Warriors, and Lakers. Maybe I mumbled the Blazers. I didn't mean to. If I no, did. no, no. They're, the Blazers are not, I guess, is what you said. Right. They are not. Or, or is, is what I'm confirming. The Portland, which is on a state that borders the Pacific Ocean, yeah. is not in the Pacific Division. Right. Yet the Suns in Arizona. Okay. Just making sure. Yep. Just making sure I understood that. Yeah. yeah. And the Pelicans are in the West and the Grizzlies are in the West. You know, New Orleans and Memphis, those are great Western cities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's weird the way they have it set up. Yeah, I always hated that too because I would always see like all these LA teams beating the Suns when we were bad, you know. And I hated seeing all the, all the well, not LA teams, but all the California teams ahead of us. But divisions don't even matter in the NBA, so whatever. I just found it interesting. Don't even matter. Yep. Yep. So um, let's talk about our our. Pick. Oh, go ahead. You had something else you wanted to add? Yeah. No. I moved the on. one thing it. going back to the Lakers, what you were saying, how they're just doing so bad. It was I found it interesting that none of these games that they played were back to back games yet either. But tomorrow they have their back-to-back game against the Jazz, so I don't think they're going to do much better. They're, it's an older team, and when old teams, when old guys have these back-to-back games, they don't do very well. They usually sit somebody during during one of these games, right. so yeah, I don't think they're going to we'll win see. tomorrow either. <laughs> this may be a load management game for the Lakers tomorrow, yep. traveling from L.A. to Utah. Not a terrible—this is, this is the weird thing about the schedule. They were in L.A. to play the Jazz— then they went stayed in LA to play the Cavs. Now they're going to Utah to play the Jazz, and then they're coming back to LA. Yeah, it's just like why not flip that? Why not have a Jazz home game, and then they come to LA to play the Cavs? They play the. It's just yeah, it's just weird the way they do the schedule. Yeah, if you go now, to the twenty sixth or the thirtieth, same thing happened. They went at the Nuggets, then they played the Wolves, and then they're going back to the Nuggets, but they're they're going you know instead of at it's versus the Nuggets. So yeah, just just weird. Happened twice already. Yeah. To them. It's it's a weird travel schedule. I imagine it's really, really hard to make this travel schedule, so I, I can't criticize it too much. But uh, let's talk about our game of the week. We already tiptoed into your Warriors versus Pelicans game. You picked this game because you thought it would be potentially a Western Conference Finals matchup. Uh, two, two good teams out of the West. Not, not at all what ended up happening, like we mentioned before. The yeah. Warriors rested their big four, and the Pelicans... Kind of ran away with this game, one fourteen to one oh five. Um, yeah, I, I watched this game. To, I wanted it to was go ahead. Sorry, pretty. It was pretty boring. If I'm being <laughs> honest, it wasn't. It wasn't a great game. Uh, there wasn't a lot of defense being played, and it was you know not the superstars that you expect. I feel bad for anyone that bought a ticket wanting to see Steph Curry, wanting to see Clay Thompson, wanting to see Draymond Green. Yeah, that's always got to be frustrating. Uh, so this was your game of the week, and it ended up being ended up being pretty flat. Now, part of this might be strategy. I've seen the Lakers sit their players against the bad teams, you know, the quote-unquote bad teams, and then they get rested up for, like, the good team that they're going to play on a back-to-back. The Warriors seem like they're doing opposite. It seems like they're sitting their good players against a good team, but then they're playing their starters against a bad team. And that kind of makes sense because then you're you're more guaranteed to get that win, right? Even though they didn't. <laughs> so, well, yeah, they're not winning. <laughs> but I, I like that strategy, but, yeah, it's just really interesting. I totally agree with you too. If you bought a ticket thinking that you're going to see these superstar players and even like me, I'm like, I'm excited to watch this game. But yeah. when you when they put in their backups, it's why would you want to watch it? If there, there was nothing exciting about this, I'm sure, even though I didn't get a chance to watch it. Yeah. 
No, there there were some exciting moments, but it wasn't the game that you you, know, you picked the game for a reason, and you know it didn't work out. Yeah, it is what it is. But uh, I, I sat through it, and it was not nearly as interesting as the game of the week that I picked, which was the Raptors and the Mavericks. I picked this game because the Raptors had been scoring just a ton of points. I think 143 and 139 their last two games coming in against this Mavericks team. We all know that Luka is chasing history. Uh, he is now eight games to start the season scoring 30 points or more. I thought this was going to be a really, really high-scoring game. And it was. It was 111-110. Um, this game started out really close. It was back and forth for quite a bit of the game. The The Mavericks ran away with it. Probably not isn't the right word, but they took a pretty sizable lead in the third quarter. They made those halftime adjustments, came out and won. Uh, Pascal Siakam. Si- Siakam. I'm <laughs> never going to get this, Ronnie. Oh, my gosh. Siakam. You, you, you keep looking at his name, and you try to sound it out, and you can't I, do I that like with panic. his name. Yeah. I, like, panic when I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to say it. But the way Pascal his name looks on paper Siakam. is not the way it sounds, you know? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to phonetically write it out next time. Siakam. Pascal Siakam, he got hurt in this game. It was either late third quarter, early fourth quarter. I don't remember, but he, he ended up doing the splits. Uh, never yeah. a good sign. And he did, did not that. return for that game. He's going to be out for a couple of for, – for a bit, I believe. Uh, but the Raptors just mounted this comeback. So we saw Dallas blow a huge lead against the Suns earlier in the season. There was another game where they had a huge lead and it just kind of fell apart. They had to bring Luka back in. This wasn't a huge lead, but it was double digits. And like I said, 110-111 is the final score. They hit a garbage time three at the buzzer. You know, it, it was really oh, – okay. Yeah, because I'm looking at the fourth it quarter, than it was. and it was 29 yeah. to 15 with the Raptors scoring 29 out of the. So yep. it was the same thing. Like Dallas had another poor fourth quarter, so they they they're having trouble yeah. closing out their games. That's interesting. Absolutely, and and this was a game that could have bit them in the butt. And now, if if Pascal was healthy and playing in that fourth quarter, I'm interested to see how it would have gone. But they mounted this comeback, and they were just scoring buckets, getting defensive stops. And one of the things that was weird, I'm going to pull up Lucas' stat line real quick. Is it maybe it wasn't just Luca as well, but some of these guys were taking this absolutely ridiculously long three point shots. Like they were a good three feet behind the three point line hmm. and shooting it. And it's just like, really? That's the best shot? <laughs> That's the shot you're settling with? Yeah. Uh, especially when you're starting to lose your lead and the Raptors are starting to gather this momentum. It's just like, I'll shoot it from here. It's like, no, what are you doing? Is that because so they have really was, good rebounders? So they, they're not worried about missing? I, I mean, <laughs> That's a pretty bold strategy, <laughs> but maybe I have no idea. It was it was stupid. I thought it was stupid, stupid shot selection. Yeah. Um. And that's you know maybe you think you can make it. You want to have confidence in your guys, but at some point you got to be like, all right, guys, let's not shoot it from the logo. <laughs> let's Weird. let's find a better shot. Let's make a better play. Um. One of the things that was funny in this game, and they mentioned it, and we saw a lot of this last year as well, especially with the Mavericks, is that they are the slowest paced team in the NBA. They take their time. They're a half court team. And the Raptors defense is really, really solid. So when they set up their half court game, the Raptors set up their half court defense. And, you know, they were really frustrating uh, Luka, especially not just Luka, but the Mavericks in general, as they were starting to do this comeback in the fourth quarter. Uh, the defense was was the difference maker. The defense got him back in the game, uh, so that was really cool to watch. I know you're a huge fan of defenses, and the Raptors the Raptors got a good one. I mean, obviously the Mavericks scored 111 points, yeah, but that's okay. They, they were making timely plays to keep the game close to mount that comeback, 
Uh, and I, I, I think it was the perfect game of the week for me to pick. I, I enjoyed watching it. Uh, I watched the, the fourth quarter twice, actually, just because it was, it was such a good comeback. Um, do you think obviously we're not Mavericks fans here? So <laughs> yeah. the just, second time I was hoping, you know, maybe it'll be a different outcome. Uh, it wasn't. Yeah. I want to, I want to take this opportunity <laughs> to kind of build on that. So because we're not Mavericks fans, do you think that the reason that the Mavericks, you know, take the most time to bring the ball up and the reason that they're such slow pace is because Luca is fat and slow? No, I think, I mean, <laughs> it certainly has something to do with it, right? He, he's a, he's a large guard, uh, but. He he can he he's got a quick first step. He's we saw, I saw him blow by several guys in this game. Uh, oh. I also saw him flop a lot in this game. But, yeah, really, uh, they're still doing that, man. I wish yeah, they're still doing they would that. fix that with him. So here's another thing. Do you think that the reason that these other players on his team are shooting these really long threes? Well, you said it was the Mavericks that were shooting the first of all, right? Not the Raptors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make mean, sure the, the Raptors had some poor shot selection okay. as well. But do you think that the reason they are shooting these really bad long shots is because Luca is a bad point guard and he can't get them open. He can't create a good shot for them. Um, I mean, they're, they're a live by the three, die by the three sort of team. Uh, I just I want you to say yes. Please just say yes. I think they're open. I think Luca is a very talented <laughs> basketball player. Is he a true point guard? No, absolutely not. He can create his own shot, but he can also dish it out. I mean, he's not a bad point guard. I just want you he's, to say, yeah, Ronnie, I totally agree. Luca sucks at yeah, getting Ronnie, his players totally open. He's a Luka really bad player. Players open and he's, he's a really also bad player. fat and he's slow. He's also so. fat and slow. So, <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> there we go. We did it. We did it, guys. <laughs> um, I like this game. It was a fun game to watch. I, I think we've watched the Mavericks twice this year now, so we're going to have to take a, a Mavericks break. We watched the Pelicans twice so far this year, yep. Ronnie. So yep, I got to stay away from them now. A Pelicans break. That's yeah, so okay. The I watched and the them play against We've the Suns and I watched twice. them play against Golden State. That's all, what I really wanted. That's you know, right. Now I can take a break. We are we are very West Coast biased as well. We've only watched the Celtics, the Heat, and the Raptors where we've watched just about every team on the West. So next week, we will take that into consideration. Good idea. We pick our game of the week. We might be looking out West more. I'm sorry, out East more. And that's okay because <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of good teams out in the east those were our games of the week games that we thought would be interesting one of them was one of them was not but what we did see from the warriors and specifically was jordan Poole, is he got called for traveling three times in one game which has got to be got to be a record now you corrected me when we were talking beforehand there's a difference between traveling and carrying Mm -hmm. and i just sort of lumped them together yeah Uh, but do you want to go into a quick details on what those differences are yeah traveling as is, I is steal a sip of water <laughs> sure yeah traveling is kind of hard to to determine in the league nowadays because traveling used to just be more than two steps but then it kind of turned into this thing where it was like well you could gather the ball take a step during your gather and then take two steps and then it kind of create it like went into the like a year old step and traveling is still a little confusing to me but it seems like the the league is cracking down on traveling and I would just, I, we need to have a little more clarity on what it truly is now because I'm a little confused on that. But do you remember when NFL struggled with like, what is a catch? Did he make yeah. a football move? And it was just like, dude, a catch is a catch. You, you know it when right. you see it. Exactly. I, I almost feel we've gotten to that stupidity point with traveling. Exactly. It's like, that's a travel. Oh, it's not technically a travel because blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, he traveled. Like, I like to think of it like if you're out there, if you're outside playing with your friends and you see a catch, if you think it's a catch, it's a catch, you know, just move on, you know? Stop going by with these replays and slowing it down and seeing if the ball like tap the ground. No, if if you're with your friends, you'd be like, good catch. And then you move on, you know? 
And NBA needs to do that with traveling now. A carrying is just pretty much when your when your hand goes underneath the ball a little bit. And I've seen a lot of players. I personally think a, a lot of players carry the ball in the league. A um, ton it just, of players carry. Yeah. Ja Morant, Luca, Chris Paul, all of those guys do it. Right. Jordan Poole, all of those guys do it on the regular. Right, exactly. So I am glad that they're kind of calling carrying because it. I, I thought it was getting a little out of control. If I was guarding these guys and I start to see the hand go under the ball, I'm ex- expecting a shot to go up. But then when they put it back down to dribble around me, I'm like, no, that's that's a carry, you know? So I'm glad I'm saying it. I, I do like that it's cracking down, but I know some people are going to kind of be against me on this because when you do kind of do that move, it, it creates some big plays, you know? Like, I don't know, it's, it's like you, you'll, you'll act like you're going to carry it, but then you shift the other way, you know, you cross over and then you start to drive and then you see the other guy like fall down because he... The other guy is kind right. of getting ready to jump Broke up for the angles. block, yeah. yeah. But then it just looks like this big play. But I don't know. I, I am I am glad that they're cracking down on it, though. That's all I got to say about it. So in the Jordan Poole game, the first two that were called for to me were very ticky tacky to the point where it's just like somebody must have complained specifically about Jordan Poole, like somebody with some 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 weight in the league office yeah. that they were calling those two. They were, I mean. You see it in every single game. The fact that both of those were called, specifically the second one. The second one was really, really just like, really? The third one, he like put his hand under the ball, took two steps, and then started dribbling it. It was it was comically bad. That one makes sense. That's where he did the little to the fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, that one was pretty obvious. But three times in one game is absolutely insane. Then, sticking with traveling, we come to the Suns-Portland game. Ugh. The last two possessions, the last possession for each team, both both players traveled. Mikel Bridges traveled, yeah, uh, put up a really bad shot as well. I, I don't. Yeah, he lost okay. his footing. Can, let's. He was going. Devin into Booker a cannot handle the double team. No, like not at all. He got the double. Like he was trying to. I, I thought he was going to take the last shot, and as soon as the double team comes, you almost see the panic in the, his body language. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Uh, Mikel, help!" <laughs> and he threw him the ball, and Mikel put down a dribble once. Then did like a hop and a step, which was it was bad. It was a it was a travel again. That gets called maybe fifty fifty in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's not always going to get called a travel. It was called a travel here. Fine, I can accept it. It was a bad play by the Suns. Ultimately, the the worst case scenario is you give Portland a chance to win the game. Right, I got exactly I got to defend Michael Bridges a little bit because he he did he was started to drive it and then he bumped into a player and he kind of like. He was about to fall a little bit, and he kind of like caught his, himself falling, but it created a travel because you know he used he he kind of like skipped a, a beat, you know he skipped a, a foot, and then he caught himself, and then it ended up being a travel, you know. So it's just because he lost right. the balance bumping into the player. So yeah, it was a travel is a travel, but then yeah, travel is a travel. Yeah, but then Jeremy Grant gets the inbound. Do you know who was covering Jeremy Grant on that inbound play? I. Can't remember. Was it Mikhail Bridges it again? Was, it was DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yep, I actually remember that now. Yeah, yeah. So Ayton just like lost him or wasn't looking at the ball. I have no idea what he was doing. Uh, so Jeremy Grant gets the ball. He is on the baseline. He then proceeds to take at least three. You could maybe if he on if he takes a fourth step. Oh, that's for sure. Up, four. 
He puts up the most beautiful fadeaway, though. I mean, that yeah. shot, if it wasn't for the travel preceding right. it, that was a beautiful shot. I mean, that is, that is the, that was a beautiful shot. Win, lose, or draw, right? Hits it and they win the game just like that. It doesn't go into a second overtime. Was it, was it the second overtime or first overtime? I don't remember. The game's over <laughs> either way. Suns lose on a very obvious travel. If you're going to call Miguel Bridges for a travel, you absolutely have to call Jeremy Grant for that travel because it was, it was blatant and obvious, especially from, from the angle that they showed. Uh, and then I guess the NBA does like audits or, or, or reviews, refs, calls and no calls. And they said, yeah, that was a travel yeah, absolutely. in their, in their review. So, uh, I, I, that doesn't make you feel better if you're a Suns fan and they lost that game because of it. But hey, I got a quick question. Just, where do you where do you find yeah. those? I never have like seen the website or anything where like where do you go to see the like? Uh, the someone referee... posted it on Twitter. Okay, so it, it could be fake news. Okay, for all got I know. it. Just curious. But damn it, it's real to me. It'd be so. nice if there was like a list of plays that they went over. You know, I'd like to see all those. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah that just would wondering. Be nice. Yeah, so they 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 don't call it there, um, and that's that's it. That's the game. Yep, game Today's over. game. It, so it would have been a tie game, but then there, there was no overtimes. Yeah. yeah, it just would have been a tie game, and they that would have the, they would the have Suns gone would in have had overtime a to take it overtime. But That's yeah, what it was. instead okay. Portland, you know, wins it, and it's stupid. I hate it. So frustrating. T- today's game: Lakers versus Cleveland. Uh, today is Sunday, November sixth. Fourth quarter comes. The Lakers are trying to mount a comeback. They're they're not doing too good now. I was listening to this game. I was out doing some yard work, so I didn't see the actual play. But within like a two minute span, they call the Lakers for carrying twice. So nice. Somebody on the team was guilty of it. I, I think it was Matt Ryan, maybe. I, I don't recall who the player was. Like I said, I was listening to it, wasn't watching it. Okay. Uh, so they, the refs or the announcers there were, were total Laker homers. It was the Lakers. Team. <laughs> of course. They're like, I've never seen it called twice in one game, let alone twice in one quarter. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, okay. Uh, it's probably I, not I that, that ridiculous. Yeah. So I want to go back and watch those. I haven't done that yet, but Definitely. they call it twice on the Lakers. So three times on Jordan Poole, twice on the Lakers, uh, the the traveling misconceptions here in, in this other game. Are there any other travels that happened this last week that, that are worthwhile? Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll take a look at it and discuss it. But I love that the league is calling traveling. I just wish they were consistent. Just like everything. Be consistent with what you're doing. Stop. Picking and choosing based off of the day of the week. Uh, that is, to me, is the most frustrating thing. So I, I want consistency. A travel is a travel. A carry is a carry. It shouldn't matter what city you're playing in or, or who the ref is. Maybe there's a side bet on, you know, let's, let's see how many carries is going to be this week or in this game, you know, and like what's, what's the over under on carries, you know, and it's like oh, plus 900. So they, the refs the just call it three times. Starts. Yep. The NBA has never had a problem with gambling officials, gambling <laughs> referees. I just want to say that. Yeah. Oh, wait. What's that? They have? Just just this just in. Apparently, that's not true. It's okay, yeah, Jonathan. No You're not going to be fined. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> I, I'm blown away that uh, that, that still happened yeah. way back in the time. Yeah, I, I feel like they're probably just – they get their points of emphasis for the week, and that was one of them. And they, they made it a point of emphasis and they start calling it this week. And the next week, that's, they're just going to forget about it. And people are going to do exactly what they've always done. Uh, and that's going to be it. Uh, flopping is still a thing. There's still a lot of flopping in the NBA. Uh, Damian Lee flopped against the Portland Trailblazers. Mm. I don't know if you saw that replay. 
Drew, it, the one angle makes it look like Drew Eubanks just slammed him to the ground, but it was a flop. Uh, Darius Garland flopped today against the Lakers, where apparently Russell Westbrook has like Thor's hammer and just bumped into him and he went flying and stayed on the ground for, for quite some time. So oh, that sucks to the, hear. the, the Marcus smart sort of flopping isn't being called as much anymore where, you know, they get bumped and they f- shoot themselves backwards. Yeah. I've seen that not get called quite a bit. So they've evolved. They're like dinosaurs. They're learning and they're, they're flopping differently to get the calls. Yeah. And so there was two, two big ones this weekend. Really good actors now, huh? That's right. So uh, if you haven't already, please jump onto YouTube, subscribe to my channel, and I'll, I'll put a link in the description. Check out my flop or foul series that I'm putting together. Uh, both cases, offensive foul or fouls are called against against the non-flopper. So the flop was successful. Uh, I think they're, they're flops in both those cases. But watch the videos. Leave your comment on what you think. Uh, I'll leave a link in the podcast description. Flop or foul. Yeah, and man, you, I think you've that's been doing be an a, ongoing theme. You've been doing a great job on those videos too. I, I love watching those. Keep Thanks, those up. Ronnie. That means absolutely nothing to me. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just enjoy it. I, I I love watching some of these highlights and I just want to talk about it. And you know, podcast is not a super visual medium. Uh so I you know, I, I ad lib with some uh, or I subsidize what's the word? I like it. I understand supplement. What you're saying. I supplement with some YouTube content. Any one of those well. words would have worked with me. Cause any <laughs> one of those words with you. Yeah. Ronnie is not a thesaurus guys. <laughs> you can make up words. He will not know the difference. <laughs> Let's talk about our picks of the week. Starting with games. We both pick our lock of the week. We both pick our underdog of the week. Let's start with the easy one. That's the lock of the week. I picked the bucks over the thunder. You picked the wolves over the rockets. Uh, not a lot of drama here. Both of those games were were won by us. So yes. I am two and one. You are three and zero, oh, Ronnie. Congratulations! You're still undefeated. Yes. Uh, I got a little worried when Giannis decided to take that game out. That was a back to back game, and they didn't play Giannis. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. that was a oh, weird surprise. It was. I was shocked by it. Uh, but the Bucks still took care of business. The Wolves lost to the Bucks the night before. So it was their back-to-back game as well, but they took care of business against a Rockets team that is just pretty bad. Um, and our locks of the week continue. I'm on a streak of two. You're on a streak of three. This is exciting. That's cool. I want to. I want you to lose. <laughs> I'm rooting for your lock to lose so that I have a chance to tie it up and then ultimately take the lead. Well, like we it's said, tough, like though. we're expecting like an 85% average on this, right? A B average. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's it's going to be like. One out of, I mean, sorry, <laughs> one and a half out of every 10 games, we're going to lose those picks. And that's not very so, likely. So let's do this. I have, we haven't talked about this before, but we won't do it today. But we normally pick a lock of the week, a lock of the weekend, but let's do our lock of the regular week. So okay. starting next Sunday, let's, let's do, we'll, do, we'll do it twice a week, right? We'll pick a weekend lock, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we'll pick a weekday lock, which would be, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Sure. Um, well, that, that gives me more opportunities to catch you. Um, and let's do the same for underdog. Cause why the heck not? Do you want to do it now? No, cause I haven't even looked at the schedule. Uh, I have no, I mean, I've looked at the schedule. But, I mean, I could pick um, one real quick. How about oh, Celtics versus okay. Pistons? Celtics are going to win that one. That's my luck. When, when is that Wednesday. game, Ronnie? Wednesday. Wednesday. You're picking the Celtics versus the Pistons. Yeah. That is an interesting game. Okay, give me a second. Here. I got another one. Nets um, versus Knicks. No, no, you can't because I, I got to pick mine. <laughs> I don't like that one. Okay, um, I'm not going to stick with that one. Yeah, Celtics versus Pistons. Celtics win. Celtics versus Pistons. Celtics versus. 
Uh, I'm going to take the magic. Oh, ooh, I don't want to do that. Cancel that. And it's a 5.30 game too, so it should be over by the time we record next. On Wednesday? Yeah. Okay, so I got to pick a game earlier. Okay. Uh, let me take the... Oh, gosh. I'm not prepared for this, Ronnie. Yep. Spur of the moment. It's okay. We got this. Pelicans, Pelicans over Pacers uh, on uh, tomorrow. Pelicans that's over a Pacers. good one. That's a good lock. So let me type this in. Pelicans over Pacers. And I'm sorry, who did you pick? Um, Pistons and Celtics. Celtics over Pistons. Celtics over Pistons. Celtics are at home. Okay. Okay, so that is our lock. And you could see, guys, that this was made under duress. So I, I don't feel <laughs> great about this. Uh, but future, I will have done the research. I will have done my due diligence. No, this is uh, how you make, make good to picks. Make that up. Just for the I moment. I don't like it. I know, I'm Screw not a spur of the, the moment research. guy. Anyone that knows me knows I am a think, tinker, and you doubt are. myself yep. Some, for the rest of my life. Sometimes you're too <laughs> analytical. You just got to go with your gut instincts. Uh is my answer to that. All right, let's talk about our underdog pick of the week. Right. Uh, I'm not going to be under the gun and pick one, but we will start doing an underdog pick of the week starting next week for the weekdays. Don't make me do it today. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to do Spurs over the either. Clippers. The Spurs over the Clippers. Uh, the Spurs, I don't know what they're doing. Are they intentionally losing? Are they Are they tanking? Are they just winning some of these games? It's it's an interesting dynamic. Uh, they lost. They they my underdog did not was not successful. Although there were moments in that game where the Spurs led, and I was like, oh, they're going to do it. I'm going to win two. But they ended up losing to the Clippers 113 to 106. You picked <laughs> you picked the Lakers over the Jazz Shut as up. your underdog. I thought that was a good pick. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's back it up here. You picked the Lakers over the Jazz. Yeah. And then I texted you and I said, hey, Ronnie, the Lakers aren't the underdog. They're the <laughs> favorite. And you said, okay, that's okay. I'll still pick the Lakers. And I just had one of those, oh boy. Yeah, because, well, he, back up, because you gave me the choice to say, hey, do you want to switch it to Jazz since they're the underdogs? Yeah, I gave I you like, the choice. No, I know, that's, I just, I'm telling everybody else because I don't think they know okay. that part. And well, I was like, no, I don't. I don't want to pick the Jazz. I, I don't, let's just go with my first thing that I said. I was going to go with my backup choice if the Lakers were not the underdogs. So I went with my backup choice. I, from, from my perspective, there was a lot more confusion than that. Yeah, I literally, I think at one point, like, Roddy, what are you doing? There was, um, I, yeah, I don't even want to get into it. I was confused, but I, it's just, you could, the text could be interpreted differently. So that's all. Okay, yes, continue. They were, there's a key, in, there's a key and peel sketch with texts are interpreted <laughs> differently. It's really, really funny. Um, anyways, so the Lakers over the Jazz was your original pick. The Lakers were not the underdog. They were the favorite. So we went with your backup pick, which was the Wolves over the Bucks. That did not go as planned either. So, we both lose our underdog pick of the week. I am one and two. You are zero for three. Uh, but we're gonna turn that around, Ronnie. We're gonna we're gonna get better here. How, I can feel how come it. I can... They didn't sit Giannis when against the Wolves. You know that that could have totally saved me. They very rarely sit the first game of a back to back. It always seems to be the second game, right? I, I, I felt like I was so close on that one. I I, I missed yeah. it by one game. What was the? 115 102 yep i mean the 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 bucks still won right they won their game the back to back but you're saying if it would have been the yeah i got it yeah i got it i'm smart i can figure this stuff out <laughs> because on november uh, 4th so the, they played Giannis. november 5th they sat him yeah yeah that's yeah, what i'm I saying it. uh so that is our lock of the week our underdog of the week for the upcoming weekdays i have picked the pelicans over the pacers ronnie has picked the celtics over the pistons um that's that's who we're picking that's who it's going to be one of the things, let's talk about fantasy basketball a little bit. 
And um, I did some number crunching, and I'm not going to go deep into the numbers, but I mentioned, and I posted this on Twitter, if you are playing the Oklahoma City Thunder, play your center, uh, whether you're a points league or a roto league, because you're going to get more rebounds than average. And I went through and I tracked every single game that Oklahoma nice. has had. Yes, I want to hear these results. Single game, every single game, the center, in some cases the forward, has scored more rebounds than their average rebound. And all except for one game has the fantasy points been above their um, their average as well. Nice. So the, on average, they're scoring more rebounds. On average, they're scoring more fantasy points. The biggest couple of differences here are going to be Bobby Portis. Uh, so I picked, <laughs> I picked Giannis to be the breakout or the, the best player of the weekend yeah. because he was going against Oklahoma City. Then they sat him out against Oklahoma City, <laughs> which just broke my heart. So the guy, Bobby Portis, who is on the Bucks and now he's playing Oklahoma City, he averages 11 rebounds a game, 21 rebounds in this game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. He averages 27 fantasy points, 34 fantasy points. So a 25% Man. increase in fantasy points. Nice. Um, Another one that, was, that really stands out is Wendell Carter Jr. He averages nine and a half rebounds. He had 12. He averages 29 fantasy points. He had 49 fantasy points wow. against the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's a 70% increase above average. Um, play a center against the Oklahoma City Thunder. You're going to get more rebounds. You're going to get more fantasy points. And... You know, you probably heard the ad at the start of this podcast. We were sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy does this concept of pickums. Look to see if the center going against Oklahoma City Thunder has a rebounds higher or lower. Uh, take the higher because <laughs> they're going to get it. Every single person has scored higher than their average. Uh, some by a considerable margin. Bobby Portis being one, uh, you know, 11 versus 21. Anthony Edwards, he's a guard. Five and a half is what he averages. He's, he had 11 rebounds against the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Oklahoma City Thunder cannot box out. Take it. Take that information and and take advantage of it. Man, I, so It made me think of Alex Len yeah. from the Sacramento Kings. Like I always thought he was the worst center in the league, and I was just looking up his fantasy points, but he doesn't play anymore. He only plays like two or three minutes. But, yeah, I wanted to see yeah. if that theory was the same with him. But, yeah, but, I don't know. The Sacramento Kings obviously – we're like, yep, he's no good. So they, they got some sort of better center now. I don't even know who it is right now. Okay. Uh, Sabonis. What are you talking about? That's right. Sacramento yep. Kings. Yeah, that's a big upgrade, right? Up with Sabonis. That's a huge upgrade. Yeah. So we picked our fantasy players of the week. We I picked Giannis, who did not play on Saturday. <laughs> so that, so you get that a zero? kind of sucks. Well, I looked at his game the previous day. Uh, I didn't even write it down. Yeah, so I get a zero. <laughs> um, yeah, he got 47 points Luka. the previous day on November 4th. Yeah, and he averages 50, so yeah, that 55 was a letdown. Yeah, 55 is his average. So, yep, he went down. You picked Luca, who averages 55.8, and he also did not score that Yep, he went down Saturday. to He went down to 54, but... So, we've learned our lessons here, Ronnie, <laughs> and that is stop picking players that are super, super high, because they're not going to do... They're not going to score much higher than their average, because their average is already so stupid high. Yep, exactly. I know. I, I When I remember that we were going to do the percentage of, you know, how how much they score more than what their average is, then I was like, why did I pick the best yeah. person in the league? Like, that's stupid. Like, what it are the was. chances that he's we going to score stupid. higher than... Yeah, whatever. But yeah, I learned my so, lesson. We're not going to do that Lesson anymore. learned. We're going to get better at this, guys. Next week, we're going to have a better player of the weekend. But I am kicking butt with this breakout player of the weekend thing here. Uh, if, as a reminder, last week, I picked Draymond Green, who averages 20.8 fantasy points. 
for the game that I picked him in. He scored 34, a 63% increase. This week, I picked Dylan Brooks. We both picked Memphis Grizzly players, which I think is hilarious. We both, uh, the reason I picked Dylan Brooks is because you might remember from a previous podcast, the, um, oh shoot, what's the name of the team that they played? The Charlotte Hornets, they really struggle against big bodied guys as well. So Dylan Brooks okay. is a bigger guard. Uh, he averages 20.4 fantasy points on Saturday. He scored 30, a 47% increase above what he normally does. Yeah, great Knocked job. that one out of the park. You picked Jake Larvia. Yeah. Laveria? I don't know how to say his name. He averages 12.8 fantasy points. He scored 12 on Saturday. So he actually did not live up to his average. <laughs> so, Ronnie, this round goes to me. I am I am killing you on uh, Breakout Player of the Week. Well, yeah, but, but I, I beat you with Giannis. Uh, I'm sorry, I beat you with Luca, and you yeah, picked Giannis. So. That's, that's, that's like a... No. I mean, yes, technically. We're not but, keeping track of that? Just the ones that you win? <laughs> yeah, just the ones that I win. That's, that's the way we play. Uh, I'm just going to look over the fantasy players of the week for Friday. So Friday night, uh, DeMar DeLaRozan scored 59 fantasy points. He was the best player of that. The breakout player really is going to be Steven Adams, who went against, you guessed it, the Charlotte Hornets. Nice. The Charlotte Hornets cannot cover uh, centers. He scored 44 fantasy points against the Charlotte Hornets. Add that to your list of, of people that are just killing it against the Charlotte Hornets. Steven Adams of the Grizzlies. Uh, average fantasy points, 25. He scored 44. That's a 75% increase. The Charlotte Hornets are making your fantasy dreams come true. Um, let's see. Who else do we have? Mark Cannon On did Saturday, a really good job. Mark Cannon did a really good job as well. Yeah, that is... Um, what was that he, against the Lakers? That yeah, so, yeah, he played against the Lakers, and he scored 48 points on November 4th. Yeah, just a, a huge fantasy game for him. And even before yeah. that, he's the, he has games like 56 and 40. He has some other ones. He has Absolutely. does have those yep. down games, though. He has a 19 in between there, so got to watch out for those. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. He, he, you know, you never know what you're going to get out of guys like yeah, this. He's rostered in 93% of the leagues. Yeah, his average is Look for the matchups. Look for the matchups, right? That's yep. that's what you got to do. That's what I. That's what we've told you with, with the Charlotte Hornets, with, now with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Find a center that's playing against those guys and, and profit. Uh, Nick Claxton also had a great game with Brooklyn against Washington. He put up 37 fantasy points. He's only rostered in 76% of the league. Wow. When we jump over and look at Saturday's I numbers. Got one. How about Porzingis yeah, from no November 2nd? He scored 52 points against Philadelphia. Porzingis? Yeah. Okay. Remember him? <laughs> yeah. I, I have him on my team. 52 he's, points. He's my guy. Oh, man. 48 points before that? Screw you, Jonathan. <laughs> Porzingis is is a great player. Uh, so that's our fantasy breakout player of the weekend and our, our best player of the weekend. We're going to get better at the best player of the weekend, guys. We're going to get there. We're going to figure it out. It just takes us some time. Uh, but I'm going to start posting some, some tips on Twitter for my breakout player of the week because I have been – I mean, pat myself on the back and toot my own horn here. On average, the guys that I have picked have done 50% better than their average fantasy points, which that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a guy that's going to do better than expected to help give you that benefit. Specifically, if you're doing daily fantasy, especially in a big league, to grab those guys and help it out. So daily fantasy is also available on Underdog Fantasy. I know we mentioned pickums, but check out some of the daily fantasy stuff uh, there as well. Sign up with promo code JNR. 
Um, any any other fantasy news you want to talk about, Ronnie? No, I don't have any fantasy news. You just you found that cheat code, and again, just I am so proud of you that you found out you know, that you did the research. You know, to find like that worst defense out there that when you plug in a center or forward that they're going to score at least like twenty five percent more than the, what they normally score. I just I love that. I I just I wish I had the time to research some teams too, and I want to I want to find some teams like that too. I, I want to look and see what the worst defenses are out there are. You know, to I don't know. I just I need to do some research and find that because I do that in fantasy football. I just haven't had a time to do that in basketball yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will have a a new hot tip for you guys on our episode that comes out Thursday, maybe Friday ish, depending on uh, how how we get it edited there. But yeah, I'm always looking to try to give you guys a tip once a week to uh, to help you be the best. So we got two now. We got the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm sorry, Memphis. I keep cutting Memphis and Charlotte confused. But the Charlotte Hornets, if you have a center going against them, if you have the Oklahoma City Thunder, if you have a center going against them, uh, look look for those guys. They're going to deliver. Now, the caveat to the to the Charlotte Hornets is they have to be a okay ish center. Uh, the top tier centers are still going to be top tier. They're not going to do significantly better. Uh, because they're already really doing well. You you just heard how Giannis and Luca did in ours. You know the same holds true there. Uh, what I found is on average, if they score more than thirty fantasy points a game, you're not going to see a huge improvement there. Obviously, there's there's people that bend that rule. You know, Jonas Valanciunas had a huge game against them. But in general, if they average less than thirty, but more than twenty, so that's why your guy Jake Lariva did not have a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, if they average 20 to 30 fantasy points, they're going to see about a 30% increase uh, in their performance when they're playing the Charlotte Hornets. So take that into consideration. Doesn't do you a lot of good because most of those guys are rostered. But from a daily fantasy perspective, you know, you can grab one of those guys later in the rounds and, and potentially potentially win that uh, entry that you have there. You know what um, else I do want to look at, though? I want to look at say, yeah. uh, national nationally televised games. You know, sometimes those players like LeBron James, they they only play well on the national national games as compared to, you know, just like a, a regular game. So we need to start keeping track of those stats too, you know, see how much better players don't, do. Don't, on... don't lump me into your, your make-believe stats. Don't say we. <laughs> if you want to keep track of that, keep track okay. of that. I will look. I will try to keep track of that and see how they do on those games. And what constitutes a nationally televised game? TNT, ESPN, ABC, yeah. the, big, and, the big three? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that makes a difference in today. I mean, the crowds are all sold out at most of these games. Um, I don't know if that makes a difference anymore, but who knows? Maybe it does. I know it makes a difference in fantasy football. I've seen it, so I'd be curious to see how it is in the NBA. So I'm going to look at that. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us tonight, folks. Thanks for joining us. Uh, like I said, be back next week. Be back later this week with some more fantasy tips for you. Uh, follow us on Twitter. For some additional uh, tweets as, as we start to uncover some of this stuff, we're going to let you know on Twitter as well. And reach out to us on the JNR fan line if you have a question and you want to leave a voicemail, if you want to send us a text. Happy to hear from you. Happy to answer your question here on the podcast. Uh, we like, I've, I've really enjoyed fantasy basketball despite all the injuries. I'm looking to bring my game up to the next level, and that's by doing some of this research and tips. So if you have, if you have some tips that you want to share with the audience as well, you know, let us know. We'll, we'll be happy to, to use our podcast to communicate your, your hot tips. Yeah, let's become a, a powerhouse for fantasy basketball. You know, let's just all work together and make our teams better. 
That's right. So that's going to do it for us tonight. Join us next time. Follow us on social media, and we'll see you then. Yep. Thanks, guys. 